Tonight on Alpha's Black and Pod form. Katya Zenda. Now I just think he was scared of Alpha getting violent with a hammer. James Sheaves. I was reading about Spiro Agnew, so it might take me a little minute to get back into Alf mode. And me, Byron Hussey. Yeah, they found an orphan boy, and um, they found some sweaters, and they were like, let's make a TV show. Part of the Byropod family of podcast experiences, theride.com to tonight by our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 14th installment of the ongoing 109 episode um, exhaustive retelling of the ALF series called ALF is Back in Pod Form, um, featuring the episode of ALF called A Little Bit of Soap. How was that intro? Not, um, not the best. Not my best. Uh, I am joined by Katya Zenina. Oh, I gotta, I gotta start. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going wrong. Katya Zenina. Hello. Hi. And James Sheaves. Hi there. So, backstory. This is. <laughs> funny story this is the second time yeah, it's we're so funny attempting to record this episode because uh there were some technical difficulties in the first installment um i just i mean i, I basically just forgot to, to click the record button so we just talked about alf for an hour for no reason um which i guess was fun i don't know guys what do you think yeah we made lots of friends along the way well i was thinking I, it's probably now we're setting, you know, we're we're probably burying the record for the amount of time anybody's ever talked about this particular episode of Elf, because Gee, yeah. the best you can say is probably there have been people that have podcasted about it, you know, and maybe those podcasts have been, you know, about an hour or so. So we're going to go into, you know, around two full hours, <laughs> or maybe an hour and 30 minutes. Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> if it sounds like we're sort of awkwardly re- rehashing a, a discussion that we've already had, that's why. I will say, I think... That's because we are. Yeah, yeah I, I think there are a few things that we did that maybe we won't do again, like when I attempted to um, fan cast um, ALF <laughs> actors into Downton Abbey and vice versa. I think, <laughs> I think we won't do that again. Um, uh, I think there were some, uh, some, some awkward moments too, that we should just try, try not to recreate. Um, like I started singing at one point or humming the theme song. Nobody seemed to like no, that. Well, uh, I've never heard the theme song. What? So what? it didn't really resonate because remember, um, uh, there's bits cut out of, uh, the version of the episode that I watched. Censored right. in Australia. Yeah. Australians hate music. That's my Yeah, uh, we're, we're renowned for this. Um, so, no big deal. Uh, so, this is the 14th episode of ALF, aired January 19th, 1987. Uh, as I mentioned, it's called A Little Bit of Soap, which, uh, which is named for a song by Burt Burns. And... Um, sung by the Jamels. Um, now, in the original recording, I played a little bit of that, 
and everybody talked over it. I'm going to try that again. Okay, it's going. <laughs> A little bit of soap will wash away your lipstick on my face. But a little bit of okay, I played it, guys. Beautiful song. Yeah, I have no idea why this would stand out as a song that Paul Fusco would name an episode of a TV show after. Um, I wonder how he chose, like, how he chose titles for the episode. Did he think of a theme of the episode and then kind of search through or like? Catalogs of songs with like similar words in the titles, or it's a good question. I think he just might done? have been, he just might have been like one of those people that, uh, kind of like the people who are regular panelists on music quiz shows. Um, because mm. we have like a music quiz show here on our public broadcaster where there's they've got these two panelists who just seem to like have encyclopedic knowledge of music and they can just pull it out of their brains at, at a moment's notice so he might have been a guy like that yeah i mean i'm, I'm no, a lot of the songs are like um from like the 60s and uh and yeah. 70s so they're, they're they're probably songs that he like grew up with um so it's, it's probably a very paul fusco like youth soundtrack heavy uh you can probably clean you know it. what maybe we should like just do a playlist of all the songs that are Alf season name, like episode names. That's a good idea. So like set it up on like um, Spotify or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does anybody have Spotify? I do, but it's crap. Yeah. I, I, I used to have the, um, the paid version. So oh, could, yeah. So I could do it on my phone. But... but you only ever get the paid version because you get a, a free trial and then it expires and you forget to not take away your credit card details well i no, i got it because like you can't oh you got it on purpose well right. i got it on purpose to play use it on my phone but i replaced it with apple music so oh okay because like you can't you can you can listen to spotify on your desktop for free but you can't do that on your phone sorry that's true so um i guess <laughs> it's a really interesting conversation <laughs> Okay, look, guys, look I, I, I won't I won't use Apple Music because um, I hear it it deletes all your MP3s off your computer. Uh, what? I don't think that happened, but yes, yes, it does because um, then you stream them from Apple. It assumes that uh, all of your music belongs to them. Oh, I see. Um, well, I again, I just use it on my phone, so. Right. Okay. Any, I don't have any MP3s on there. Are you doing like an accent, um, James? Is like a. Um. Like yeah, it's been. Uh, I think it's because uh, I saw Star Trek the other day and Shoreyag Dashlu's in it, and I just kind of admire that woman, and she's got a very like sexy Persian accent, and I think. Um, oh, is she the one? I don't know. That I'm... Played like the admiral. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. She was in a season of Twenty Four, also. Yeah, she pops up all over the place. And did she do the voice of Always um, the new Overwatch character? Yes. Yeah, I, I thought maybe, I recognized no. Her. No? I don't know. Anna. Maybe. It's, I mean, it's like yeah, a, it's it's quite possible because uh, like, they're like similar ages and she's a Middle Eastern lady. I don't know though because I do not play that game. Well, 
Overwatch cast images with left behind the voice actors. Well, this isn't helpful. It's just a picture, pictures of the characters from the game. Doesn't say, doesn't say who does it. Oh well, never mind. Um, so do you guys want to get into the 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 shit? Let's let's get into the the shit. So this episode uh, starts with Alf hammering a sign to the door, the front door that says uh, "Goodbye, Grandma." In anticipation of uh, Kate's mother Dorothy leaving. Now, Kate's mother Dorothy um, started a visit with the family in the in the in the previous episode. So this is this is the first really um contiguous storyline through more than one episode of Alf other than just Alf appearing in general. Um yeah. so if you if if anybody wants listening wants to know more about that episode, check out that podcast. It was a good one. <laughs> um so anyway, the first scene, so, so the cold open, we've got Alf hammering the sign to the door, and um, Willie uh, stops him, and um, actually, I think, Katya, I think that you, you did a pretty good summation of the scene before. Do you want to try that again? Yeah. So Willie's uh, wants to stop Alf from doing that, and tries to get Hammer away from Alf, but the job is done already. So right. Alpha's like, thank you for a suggestion, but the work is done. <laughs> and uh, Willie just really doesn't do anything about the sign, I have to say, but <laughs> just true. takes the hammer away from Al. Okay, uh, well, last time I thought he was worried about the state of the front door, but mm-hmm. that now I just think he was scared of Alf getting violent with the hammer. Right. Well, it could be all three things where he's worried about um, Dorothy's feelings, maybe. He's worried about the state of the door, maybe. He's worried about Alf killing probably Brian with the hammer. <laughs> the most or uh, Lucky. Lucky, yeah, I guess. I guess those are the t- two most vulnerable um, people in the house. And sort of soft, young creatures. Um, this is getting strange already. Uh, so... Yeah, and Willie is also wearing a nice suit. I have to say, um, trying to tie a tie. I think. Is this the Somewhere first the time we've seen Willie in a nice suit? Yeah. I wonder why. And then it's it's a morning. It's it's a morning in the Tanner's household, and Lynn and Brian appear downstairs, and Alf makes them recite a poem that he gave them. And Lynn even has it written on a tiny piece of paper. And she even looks at the paper sometimes, even though the poem goes, goodbye, grandma, goodbye, 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 grandma, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> she still had difficulty memorizing that. Yeah. Well, this is a 16-year-old girl. She's probably smoking a lot of pot, right? <laughs> I mean, and like, it. if Donald Trump can't memorize the letters L G B T Q, then you know anything goes. Wait, I heard about this, but I didn't. I never actually fully um, heard about it enough to know what what he did wrong. Did he? Did he get them? Did he say the It's wrong very letters? funny. He just like he said those five letters very very awkwardly, and then it was so awkward that he had to kind of pause afterwards and then go, no good. 
<laughs> L- yeah, it was very funny. G- B- TQ. T- did he did he say LBGT or? No, it was all in order. Um, I saw the the, the the leaked transcript and um, it just said LGBT in there. So I think they changed it between then and the speech, and that might have confused him. Yeah, that probably. Mm. Did. Like, you know, what does this Q mean? Yeah, it probably looks like a typo if you're unprepared. Like somebody just started hammering yeah. the keys. Um, is there any like um, does does the ordering of those letters imply a hierarchy within the uh, the gay community? Uh, no, because generally uh, speaking, the the feeling is that the gays are the ones that kind of wreck it for everyone else because right. we we're kind of like accepted now, um, but like the um, but 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 we don't go first; it's L first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't it G person in the beginning though? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, but I, I, so. I just, why so is, there was a hierarchy in that case. Yeah, it would have been a hierarchy. So of, the, um, so, but G would be sort of the umbrella term, sort of. But then well, that's like, what Q's meant to be for. Except I don't really like Q. Right. I mean, I think that I think Q is one of those ones that it's sort of been adopted, right? But it still sort of has a, a connotation. Uh, no, no, no. That's no? that's no. Like it's completely reclaimed now like who right. would who would say oh you you queer like you know that would just be so archaic yeah, but still i mean what so what do you what is your what is your issue with it then oh my issue with it is um uh i think we've already got enough words okay. <laughs> we don't need more one one too many i see okay so yeah then that's that's actually something that they say about the about the g's that they um uh, oppose all the new labels because it takes attention away from them. Right. So, but my yeah, theory the about the LGBTQ implying a hierarchy is is inaccurate. You, inaccurate. You'd say is it an arbitrary order? Could we mix up the sequence every time we say it just to be more fair? GBLG. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, this is this is a controversial. I think if you put more than six letters in it, then you're crazy. Well, it starts getting hard to remember. Yeah, and some of the letters I think like probably shouldn't be in there. Like if you if you're putting a D in there, I don't know if anyone actually does that, but like so the D, the D would be demisexual. Demisexual. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one out myself if that's okay, because I don't know what it means. Okay. <laughs> that's fine by me. I'll, anyway, I'll, like you probably do don't want later. your. Uh, your podcast being hijacked by controversial social I justice do. topics, but I, but and I my really, hot takes I, on them. I really do, because I oh, you do. I need okay. to get away from talking for a second time about this episode of Elf. But anyway, let's get back into it, guys. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, the Tanner kids are too stupid to remember. Um, uh, what is it? Goodbye, Grandma. That's what three words or four? It's probably actually yeah. it could be as many as five. Alf already you, showing his skill just at writing. words is two words, though. Yeah, goodbye, Grandma. But then it's like both of those are um, two words in one, kind of. The grand huh. and ma and good and bye, right? So that's between two um, and four mm-hmm. words. Um, there was a funny line that Alf had. was like, I think it, we needed another goodbye in there. And there were already like 14. So it's funny, guys, right? 
Did you laugh, James? Did well, you laugh out loud? Yeah, see, he's, he's, that wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> it couldn't be me because I'm sitting like a foot away from no, my no, microphone. No, 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 I meant did you laugh when you were watching the episode of Elf? Oh, did I laugh? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, I know this is your first. I, I, I was trying to think because uh, I, I know you hadn't seen an episode of Elf before this. This doesn't. This doesn't seem like the best introduction to Alf, does it, Katya? Mm, I guess it shows Alf as this kind of mean alien who does whatever he wants and boss bosses yeah. everyone around. Yeah, like it's got but, like a scheme in it where he makes money. Yeah, that seems to but, be a recurring theme. Like Bucky watched it and she really hated Alf basically yeah. for that. So he was not like a likable character for her. Mm. Yeah, but so, I think she was being a little bit neurotic, though. So it might be uh, because of uh, his association with, um, you know, the the Reagan Revolution. Yeah, I I, I do think that Alf really was um, a, a, a Reaganot too. Like he was like totally <laughs> in, in Reagan's back pocket. Um, I think he also was a, a lobbyist for Philip Morris for a while too. So apropos. <laughs> So, um, <coughs> that was the cold open. Um, what, did anything else happen after the poem? That's not the cold open, is it? Oh, it is. oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, um, so the whole family gathers there. Alf also prepares a flying kit with random shit in it for grandma, like oh, magazines yeah. and Unnecessary. Like, towels or something. And... Grandma appears as well and says that she's not going anywhere because Crazy Estelle is hanging out with her daughter. Right. So she cannot go back to Estelle. So Crazy Estelle is uh, Dorothy's, I guess, like lady roommate. Um, sort of like the Golden Girls. Yeah. So I guess this is a thing that's pretty common among widows is just sort of like getting late in life um roommates with like other older ladies and i'm kind of jealous because it's this is the only thing this is something that mostly only ladies do because men tend to die sooner you know so i like dang <laughs> so this is something like i could potentially look forward to later in life but i'll probably be the dead one you know and it'll, it'll probably be carrie like finding a cool old lady roommate to live with while i'm just you know decaying underground forever <laughs> it's just sad it is it's really sad that I won't get to have one of these fun cool oldster roommate uh, at least you left. can be happy for Carrie I hope mm, I guess so it's not, those aren't the best years <laughs> <though. laughs> you're more jealous <laughs> well, it's like don't jealous. do you much good when you're in the ground <laughs> but it's like those are those years are like all decline anyway so it's like you know <laughs> just watching more and more yeah. people die around you um anyway this is a uh, morbid topic um so dorothy um so dorothy's was supposed to be going to hawaii with uh, crazy estelle right in the previous mm -hmm. episode and that trip got canceled because crazy estelle was late so how did it end up that crazy estelle was staying with her daughter was that in hawaii that was not it's specified. Not it was like page. she just wants to spend more time with her daughter. 
But as we learn later, can I spoil everything? Yeah. The lesson is yeah. that was all made up. So maybe Crazy Soul didn't go anywhere. Right. Maybe there was no trip. I guess there was no trip to Hawaii in the first place. Wow, that's it's yeah. it's true. I never it didn't even occur to me that the entire trip to Hawaii was fabricated. It was a ruse. Yeah, that's really demented. That is sick. I think this is good because um, I think we should deconstruct uh, the episode in like a non-linear fractal way since we're we're doing it for the second time. I think that would that would be appropriate. Yeah, so we're starting at the cold open, and then we just jumped to like the um, probably the eighth scene or something like that. So then we should jump back to like scene number four, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then do the cold open again. Yeah. Let's just, just let's, you know we should do this a third time also just for just to see how it goes. Um, let's just do the rest of the podcast just this episode. Yeah. Like again over, and again, over and over episode again. after episode. Actually. Um, Andrew uh, and I had an, had a couple of uh, Fraggle Rock tapes when we were kids, and um, mm-hmm. they were the only ones that we had, so we watched them over and over again. But you know how like kids do that, <laughs> and it's normal. Like we, yeah, knew, yeah, we knew it was stupid. We knew it was dumb to watch them again, but like we did it anyway, sort of like as a joke. It's like, oh, let's watch Wembley's <laughs> Egg again, and we would, we would watch the whole thing. It it felt like really early onset. Um, irony, I think. Like we were sarcastically <laughs> watching. Oh, it's um, the start of all that that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it was Wembley's egg, and um, I forget the other one, but it was I forget the title, but it was like uh, Red. That was her name, right? Red. Did you guys uh, watch Fraggle Rock? Fraggle Rock was before my time. I <sighs> gotta do a Fraggle Rock podcast. Forced you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what about Ikachi? Did you they're like Muppet ripoffs, aren't they? Well, I mean, they're Jim Henson Studios. It's not. Oh, okay. It's not not ripoffs then. Like they are technically Muppets, I think. Anyway, let's let's get off this. Sorry. Um. So the first um, um scene after the credits is Alf is Alf is watching a, a soap opera called Midwest General. Um, and Dorothy is doing some vacuuming with a uh, a dustbuster. And he, and she also vacuums Alf a little bit. Well, he doesn't, he's made of carpeting. So, <laughs> um, so did you guys have a, a dustbuster? Yeah, we did. I think I don't know if it was a brand name, but it definitely had the look to it. Yeah, I think I um, the same color. Same what? Same color as uh, the Alf one. Uh, was the Alf one like pink? No. It was like brown, because I know, because I had the same one as the Elf one, I think. Yeah, ours was just kind of like bland, 90s, yellowy-gray plastic. Yeah. I like that color of plastic. They don't do it anymore with, like, computers as well. Yeah, yeah. Computer gray, kind of beige. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was obviously, like, some sort of manufacturing process that was, like, really efficient at the time. But yeah. we've kind of got better processes now. The good thing about that color plastic was that it sort of um, it was like around the time when everybody still smoked inside, so everything kind of turned yellow <laughs> anyway. So it sort of just blended in with a natural like patina of uh, of tar that, that coated all all materials. You don't um, smoke in your study anymore. No, I don't. I don't smoke at all. Oh, I mean, I'm smoking right now. 
I, I, I did for, um, for some time, but, uh, I gave it up because, you know, health. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned that in the, in the very special episode. Yeah. It was like, you were trying to look cool in high school or something. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't trying to look cool. I just, it just seemed, you know, it was like, it used to just be like a thing people did, you know, like, right. I think I, there was a, sorry, sorry, Katya. Like Pokemon, I guess. Oh yeah. Like, oh. Well, the, um, yeah. there was a, a, I forget which uh, David Sedaris book it was in, but David Sedaris made an observation about smoking. It used to be like having freckles, like so people, some people smoke, uh, some people don't. All right. I mean, maybe you're, you're too young for that, that observation, but seriously, that's how it was. It was just like some people did and some people didn't. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Alf is watching uh, Midwest General. Dorothy vacuums him. And then she changes the channel to a, uh, a different soap opera called One World to Hope For. Um, Wants Alf... to spruik that for Alf. Yeah. Because Midwest General is like, uh, it's trash. Yeah, Midwest General is like... Violence, she said. It was violent and something else. Or was it too sexy or... <laughs> Nothing is too sexy for Alf, I think. <laughs> I, I I forget. I think it was like the so Midwest General was implied to be like more more raunchy, and One World to Hope for was more whole, wholesome, and that's yeah. why Al found it to be more boring. Um, Which it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. So we actually get to see it. Yeah. What what yeah, happened like... in uh, in that? There was a family scene. And they With have parents, like, uh, very suspicious being proud resemblance. Of their son. Yeah, uh, and for for something their son did two years ago, and he was wondering why they're still talking about it <laughs> two years after. But they're like, "It doesn't matter. We love you, son." Something like that going on for ten minutes inside the Alf episode. Yeah. So adding extra extra humor extra fun humor with and then it. it turns out at the end of the scene it was three years ago <laughs> is that like i didn't really I think, understand how it was going i think it was th- no it, it was, was like it was year... one year ago and then it turns out that they mentioned that the the child was already born or something at the time and or conceived the child was conceived at the time that he did that yeah, you know, I, so, I I admit too, I didn't really get that scene at all. Like, I I felt like it was like some kind of in jo- in TV joke that I wasn't fully understanding. It it seems to be a reference to um, uh, soap opera aging syndrome. Right, that's right. And um, so so can you can you explain that a little bit for for, for me? Again? Um, which uh, I've actually seen a concrete example of this because we we do have soaps in Australia. Uh, there was a character. Oh, you called Andrew or something like I didn't. I don't know. And um, he was born, uh, say, in the nineties, um, and then they decided to bring him back later as as a bad boy teen. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'd be like seventeen years old or something. But it was only ten years later or something. So yeah. that's that's kind of a mild example of it. Um, but often you have characters like you know children will just grow up. And, and be like adults and everyone else has stayed the same age. Right. Like it's just kind of this bananas relativistic time effect that exists in soap opera universe, but not in, in the real world. 
Yeah, there's an example on Wikipedia um, for a soap opera um, as the world t- turns. Um, mm-hmm. A character named Tom Hughes was born on screen in 1961, but by 1970, he had been to college mm-hmm. and fought in the Vietnam War. <laughs> that makes sense. So I guess it's it precocious. Like, it just turned, or either that, or it just like turned into like a sci-fi story set in the future. Um, Benjamin Button. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. Or I guess the when he was born, it was set in the past, and we just didn't know it. Subsequent recasting, yeah. he exhibited a reverse phenomenon, keeping him in his 30s for 20 years, with Tom hitting his 40s in the 1990s. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that sort of he caught up with sort of where he should have been, I guess. Um, I guess he was just a child soldier with, like, weird aging <laughs> drugs. That's fine. Did, did the United States Armed Forces have those? Probably. We, I mean, we, they did a lot, of, a lot of terrible things, so, you know. I think Indiana Jones was a child soldier, but that was for the French. Yeah, and he didn't he, like, run away and, like, join the Foreign Legion or something? Yeah, exactly. That wasn't and like lost he his was... virginity to Matahari. Yeah, he wasn't like like um, conscripted as a child into some warlord no. regime. He was like an advent- a adventure seeking, a thrill seeking, precocious yeah. youth. Right. That's a it's a big difference. Thrill seeking. So he joined World War One. That that most thrilling of conflicts. Yeah, I mean that's the war you want to be in if you're going to be in a war. I mean, come on, that's that's the good, that's the good times right there. Trench foot. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't want trench foot? Um, not me, thanks. Chicken. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's getting, getting heated. Um, it's the, I think it's the centenary of the Battle of Fromel right now, which is Australia's largest uh, World War I casualty. So just watch yourself, buddy. Yeah, well, I, watch um, yourself. I actually just watched the Wonder Woman trailer. Which is also set during World War oh, yeah. War One, and it looks pretty good. Um, um, okay. I mean, I think you should check it out because it's like it's an, it's empowering. To well, that's true. He's I don't great. really do the superhero movies anymore. Well, that's come on. Come on. I, I I saw Star, Star Trek too, by the way. Yes, it's good. And it's good, isn't it? Pretty good. I mean, like. Um, It's funny because I actually enjoyed it all the way through, but I also was a little bit bored at times. Um, <laughs> also, didn't quite understand some parts of the ending. Maybe you can explain to me, but I don't want to put spoilers for a different thing in this podcast. Ending. Like, let's just say I didn't understand why Idris Elba looked the way he did. Um, I think it was because of the planet and uh, what had been on there. Okay cryptic enough to not be a spoiler but also not make sense to me so oh right well you know <laughs> I'll, I'll, like let's let's do it later i don't want i don't want to spoil it <laughs> yeah okay yeah everyone people. go see it it's yeah, it's it good check it out i did really like um jayla uh, yeah who is the the legs girl from from kingsman yeah she, I, and I, I had no idea because she's completely unrecognizable i didn't see uh kingsman but she actually kind of reminded me of um a, a survivor contestant that I like a lot named um, Abby Maria. <laughs> so if anybody, uh, okay, <laughs> she, was she, in, she similarly uh, made her home in a in a starship, did she? 
Uh, no, but she just has the same kind of feisty attitude. That's all. Oh, okay. And, and she says things like, I know what he's engineering. Yes, she does. And she comes up with funny nicknames for people like um, James, James, James T. Montgomery Scotty, um, yeah. Poopy Pants. Those kinds of things. You know, I just I just realized watching that movie that um the the Captain Kirk his name is James. Yeah. I just realized that. He's the same name as you. <laughs> that's my name. You could be a star captain. Yeah. You could be a space that's, guy. That's that's really uplifting. Aussies in space. Bring it. Has there ever been an Australian in space? Um, I'm gonna say no. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. That's really the great outback, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's that's what it, we call it down here. <laughs> the the next the next outback, or the other outback, which is it? <laughs> the final outback. Katya, do you have any uh, mm-hmm. feelings about Australians mm-hmm. in space? Does that make you feel any way in particular? I feel like it's weird if there haven't been any Australians in space. There must have been. I'm sure there has um, been. There have been Australian-born Americans in space. Oh, those are Americans, That's though. Australians. Yeah, so <laughs> half those counts. Are, those are Americans. So uh, There's um, a page here called Australian Astronauts. I'll just keep investigating this. Is it is it possible that Paul Hogan has been to space? Well, he came from space. What about Hulk Hogan? Okay, that would be an American, though. So, and of course, but that would be cool. That would be pretty. Yeah, cool. remember um, w- uh, when their world was being destroyed by uh, environmental collapse? Hulk Hogan sent his son Paul Hogan to Earth, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where he was raised uh, in Kansas by, I want to say, um, Eva Marie Saint. No, no, no. Um, it's um, Sally Field now, isn't it? Oh no, no, no. She's Aunt May. Um, I have no idea who Superman's mom is. Oh yeah, it's um, what's her name from? Uh, I think she's like, isn't she married to Allison Janney? No, no, no. I'm not. She's not married to Warren Beatty either. Man um, of Steel. I'll Google it. It was even Marie Saint in the other one. That sounds like a. I don't know who that is. It sounds like a porn name to me. It's a, she was a Hitchcock. Uh, oh, that's why. Because, uh, leading yeah. actress. No, I mean that makes sense if it's an old timey name because that's what like porn actresses yeah. will t- use like old timey sounding names to be more classy. Um, I guess Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Yeah, yeah sure. Diane Lane. We got it. Oh, and she's married to Josh Brolin until 2013 when they got a divorce. <laughs> That was that was short. That lasted all oh, three whoa. seconds. She was actually married to Christopher Lambert before that, so that's cool. Isn't it Christophe Lambert? Ah. Uh, Where did he change it? It just says Chris, Christophe Guy Denise Lambert in the on the Wikipedia. That'd be so, Guy. So he's the um, the Highlander for the un, uninitiated. In, yes. Uninitiated. He's looking really old. I guess he's pretty old. Well, you know, I mean. Immortality does that to you. <laughs> I think that's the opposite. And what well, he's had to, he's had a slog through like three of those, hasn't he? No, and was he like in the TV six, show? I think. I think there were like six of them. Oh sh- shit! Really? Yeah. God. There's Highlander. Off heads all that time. Highlander two, I thought was like really underrated. It was like set in the yeah. future, and they had like a fake ozone. But it was like I kind of like to see that one because like the first one is bananas enough. Yeah, no. If you've never seen Highlander Highlander Two, you should check it out. It's good. 
It's ridiculous, and it has Sean Connery in it for 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 Pete's sake. Who who died in the previous one? Like, <laughs> what's going on, Sean? In the future, future Sean Connery, I think. I don't remember it very well. <laughs> um, Is she still ancient Egyptian? Probably. Beowulf. All right, should we get back into Alf? Uh, we've been talking about Alf this whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so Alf determines from watching a few moments of One World to Hope For that the writing is terrible and that anybody could write it better. So he decides to try writing an episode. Um, which basically just means in the next scene, he's transcribing a conversation between Kate and Willie about how much they want uh, Dorothy to leave. Um, this is a scene where Kate, um, tries to suffocate herself with a hot water bottle. And, yeah, beautiful um, prop work. Yeah. Like and, prop and, acting. And Willie is shining his shoes. Now, um, Katya, you, uh, pointed out a, there seems to be a, a clothing motif for Willie in this yeah, episode. Yeah, in this episode. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I think... Either he has something to do with clothes, like there's something going on with that, or he maybe is uh, looking for a new job mm-hmm. and tries to look his best because he wears a very nice suit in the first scene and mm-hmm. he shines his shoes. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, he's carrying, I think, a suit, um, like on a coat hanger or something, and like on a plastic kind of. Wrapping sleeve thing. So I can throw out a couple, so it, a couple of theories for you. Um, sort of right. rooted in, um, in, in sort of, um, let's say, Jungian psychology. Um, oh, yeah. Love it. Nice. Okay. So Willie really hasn't been given much to do in this episode, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. really... Yeah, because his role is like conflict with the uh, mother-in-law. It's been like completely supplanted by Alf. Yeah. So we could interpret this as an emasculation. We could. <laughs> we could. But every episode, man, every episode. <laughs> but let's say we let's say that's not the intention. So what they did was they turned up they turned up the volume on his masculinity. Uh-huh. And I'm mm. basically mm. using his clothes as a symbol for the the father archetype and that's uh-huh. like when you're a kid like you're trying your dad's shoes and they're really big and your dad wears yeah. a certain kind of clothes and it's like these are dad's work clothes so it's like he's he is his clothes in this episode he's still mm. standing in as the father because really dorothy is interrupting kate's wedded life here right that doesn't mean that right, yeah. Kate's witted life is going away. It just means that there's a, f- a foreign presence in it, other than the foreign presence of Alf, which is usually in it, which they have <laughs> sublimated him into a child to, to compensate for that. Um, mm-hmm. So does that does that um, sort of jive with you guys, that theory? I so like the that. The theory is that, that, that he's not emasculated, but in fact, uh, he's been transformed he's even, into a symbol. He's even more of a father than he ever was. Yeah, right. Because because he doesn't have a role in the episode. 
Yeah, but he's still there, and it's it's like dad's shoes uh-huh. and dad's dad's suit are in the room, and you know, and like they smell yeah. like his the clothes make the man and his pipe, <laughs> and you can, you can you know uh-huh. the newspaper, these things. Yeah, th- okay. that's. I'm sure that's um, what Young had in mind when he came up with that archetype. <laughs> do you think? Uh, you, do you think it's what Paul Fusco had in mind when he came up with this episode of Elf? Oh, I have absolutely no doubt that that man was a Youngian. That's what he always had in mind. Just thinking about dads. Yeah, just dads. <laughs> See, I feel like it wasn't on purpose, though. I feel like it was like an accidental um, gesture. Like we get, we we didn't give Max enough to do in this episode. Let's really dress him up nice, you know. Um, you know, in like silent mm. films, when they they had to just like overact because they couldn't speak. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And they had like very overact because they couldn't speak. Because they had like the the, you know. Uh, anyway, I think you guys get it. Let's just move on from here. Oh, silent films. All right, the sound went out for me. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, no, I thought like, you were just talking about regular old no, films, like, like silent film villains. You know, they do like, yeah. do all those crazy gestures. Okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. We're turning up all. I of have another things. another theory mm-hmm. for this behavior. Oh, goody. <laughs> I think maybe. Really tries to step up his game with Kate, basically. Ooh. Like she's really upset, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. he's he's still her her husband, and he's trying to be like the best husband he can be and right. just really look nice. Oh, Maybe he yeah, like sure. takes her out or something like that. But she's she's uh, on the verge of killing herself. So I think, and I... he knows he he okay. he cannot run this house without her because he he's useless. You know, <laughs> he needs her. I, I, I don't totally agree with that, and here, here's why. I don't okay. think... So if he's trying to put on a show for Kate, I don't mm-hmm. think that he would then shine his shoes in front of her. He's letting uh-huh. her see sort of behind the scenes of the of what, you know, how he makes the sausage of becoming this, you know, presentable man, which means he she's mm-hmm. in the inner circle. She's not... This, this can't be a show okay. for her if he's showing her how the props are made, you know what I mean? So, do you, do you think he has an affair then? Yes. Is what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. He is, he is um, having an affair with uh, probably a man. Dang. I mean, if, you know. From, from work, what was his colleague's name? Bob. He had a... Was it Bob? I don't know. There was some dude on work. <laughs> if I remembered which episode it would, was, I would go back, but... I mean, we know... And we, then... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, well, wasn't there also the possibility that uh, this tied into Tam's theory, which, uh, if memory serves me, is that uh, Willie is like a government agent? No. Yes. Yes and no. Uh, The theory is that Willie is an alien. Oh, uh, right. However, I think we added when we were talking about this before the the idea that he might be a G-man. But then I think somebody suggested he might be an alien G-man. Or an alien undercover mm-hmm. as a G-man. So that's some cool fan fiction right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Which perhaps didn't didn't add all that much to the discussion just now. So I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> the thing is, that, like, these things come up so organically. You know, it's like it's really hard to mm-hmm. capture that lightning in a bottle. You know, that's why I'm not going to try to the Downton Abbey thing again. That was like solid gold, but it would just you know it would be so forced now. Um, yeah, 
I, I'm just like a little hint. Uh, Willie was going to be Lord Grantham. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chauffeur was going to be Brian. Uh, yeah. Because he's so boyish L- looking. Little hint. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. So, um, <laughs> so the Tanners all watched the episode of One World to Hope For that Alf, Alf wrote. And it's basically a, a line-for-line rendition of the scene where Willie and Kate are complaining about Dorothy not leaving. So Dorothy gets mad. Um, yes, except Alf has the um, tact to change the Dorothy character's name to uh, Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. That, that's another thing. Did he just invent a new character for the show? Yeah, I guess she didn't have a mother, you know. Not only yeah. are they not only are they taking just like random scripts from people. Oh, yeah, they're hiring new actresses and yeah, yeah they're just like all that. okay, you can just completely change the canon of our yeah. of our show, <laughs> Rando. Go for it. She can be Dorothy. Fine. We hit like in a, in the thousand prior episodes, we never got around to introducing the mother of this character, so you can do that. <laughs> That's actually a pretty cool idea for a show. So you have the same set of actors, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the characters and their relationship changes dramatically, mm-hmm. according to whoever sent in the script. And like, yeah. it's like a totally different show every time with the same actors. They're, they're sort of doing that with some of these anthology shows. I mean, not the. I was part. I was thinking, yeah, it's just kind of American Horror Story, yeah. except that's written by Ryan Murphy all the time, and so it's terrible all the time. Yeah, it's, it's like a remix of the same characters. I guess the the new season is is going to have Lady Gaga again. Oh come on now! <laughs> and she, she actually won a, a a Golden Globe for that, I think. Did she? she was, okay, she, she was really bad. Just yeah, kind of one dimensional. She's just a sexy vampire. I mean, she was fine, but like it wasn't good acting. I mean, come on. I mean, it's I, fine. I love the yeah. music. Don't get me wrong. I I really hate those shows. Yeah, I, I I was I've only watched a couple seasons. It was it was tough. It was tough to watch. I confess, um, the one uh, coven I actually kind of did like. <laughs> yeah, I, um, where they were all witches and teenagers and they're murdering everyone. I I but I still hate it. I sort of had wanted to watch that, but I think somebody spoiled it for me, or I listened to a, a podcast about like the current season and they spoiled every other season in it which like oh. kind of put me off well there's there's like no verisimilitude and you can't maintain your suspension of disbelief because it's all just like style over substance so i don't think it really matters being mm. spoiled sometimes i like style over substance substance is overrated it's, yeah sometimes sometimes like there's a play time and place that's like ryan murphy's thing like you know it's like it's all just atmosphere but like None of it makes sense. Yeah, that's like the movie Kill Bill. It's one of my favorites. It's entirely that one makes sense. Entirely style though. It's like the substance is like whatever. It's like it's some stuff from a that one. The like, like the substance now. is the style though, because there's so many like wide ranging references to different cinematic genres and you so, know. So the medium is the message. I see. Oh, with Tarantino, like come on. Like, maybe not so much anymore, I don't know. I don't really like Tarantino anymore because he's said some things that I don't like, but... He's really gotten that one's a good one. pretty deep into period pieces, which is, like, I think that doing one or two was kind mm-hmm. of interesting, but, like, it was still, like, it seemed like a novelty, and now it's, like, yeah. the main 
event and i don't like i don't think he's that good at it i mean it's really not <laughs> it's probably because he was always there like yeah. he was always doing westerns they just you know were set in japan or whatever and they weren't and yeah, they were modern true. day that's a good, like you know that's a good observation yeah um, okay uh so <laughs> we're not even like halfway through the episode no, i mean it's, it really just kind of ends itself so i mean the thing though is that we get into act two and and everybody's um mm-hmm. giving each other the silent treatment and alf uh, tries to write another episode and he struggles with that yes and he also gets a call from the producers of the show or whoever was that script was that script man yeah they're just hooked yeah and he these, uh, he wants to trips. get cat get a cat on the show a talking cat <laughs> but they don't agree to that and he admits there's too sitcommy is it possible <laughs> that um alf actually wrote sabrina the teenage witch <laughs> no because that show was funny a lot of the time yeah didn't that um show have tv's frank in it from mystery science theater 2000 but didn't he write it or something? Uh, uh, I don't know. Because I've never seen Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, good. I mean, it's like a slow burn. You gotta have, like, Doesn't it depend on what they're watching, though? Yeah, I mean, you got to watch a whole, like, you know, movie. You know? Like, I'm sure if they're watching, like, The Beast of Yucca Flats or something, that's great. But, you know, there's probably episodes that aren't as good. I actually, when I watched it, pretty heavily in my uh in my teen years actually sometimes i preferred the uh more boring movies because it just gave them more sort of like they had to do more of the work with the like the writing and stuff oh okay and the the jokes and barbs and things if it's like like if a movie's like totally over the top wacky and like goofy and funny bet so bad it's good it's like they they don't have to really do much they're like oh what happened there that's stupid you know what i mean Oh, okay. But sometimes they yeah, do like, I gotcha. uh, like an old like 1950s black and white thing, which is like really boring and awful. And they would they would have to just like completely make up make it make it funny, which right. well, you know my, not everybody would agree that they did probably, but that's 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 my apparently <laughs> it's coming to uh, Netflix now. Yeah, well, of course it is. Everything is. I mean, are you familiar with Laplace's Demon? No, that's an idea in philosophy that he's a he's a demon that knows everything about the universe. So he he would probably be bigger than the universe himself. Like he has all the information contained within. Yeah. That's what Netflix is because they are containing everything in the universe and making series out of it. That's well, true. It's it's interesting because the I've I've heard that some the the subscriber base is, is dropping a little bit just based on the fact that the um the library yeah they hiked the prices didn't they it's I've heard it's more because the the library is shrinking oh, I think right. that's because they're spending more money on original programming but the way they do original programming seems to be to sort of take what's popular and sort of synthesize it yeah and like hyper concentrate it into a show um. So it's like they're they're sort of packing or in um what's like do you, you, they're making like zip files right like yeah 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 <laughs> like TV shows compression like, algorithms like hyper concentrated popularity things whether subtle or not sometimes it's like a popular actor or a popular theme like this new uh, Stranger Things show is basically eighties nostalgia the TV show 
Which, by the way, I loved. If you haven't, uh -huh. if you haven't watched it. <laughs> of course. Have you watched it? Yeah, well, um, no, I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, I get what you mean about the, the, the shrinking catalogue. I don't know if those films were ever in there, but I, I'd really like to see the film Munich and the film Mississippi Burning, but neither of those are on Netflix. I am frustrated by the fact that we don't have a sort of a just universal movie on demand service at this point. It's like all, all these movies are out there and they're all siloed in different content providers or you have to stream them for pay for pay yeah. on demand. And it's like, well, that's, that's licensing for you. It's, I mean, I think they're, they're leaving money on the table, not just putting it all into one big um, engine because like how often is someone yeah. going to stream Mississippi Burning well, for five ninety nine. You know, it's like never. Happen, <laughs> but you can license. It well, Netflix will probably die in like the next ten years or something, and then the next thing that'll come around, that'll be the one that you're waiting for, probably. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I'm a and and with that, we might even, maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but we might even kind of see the sort of copyright reform that I'm looking for. That means that you know Australians can watch Game of Thrones at the same time as Americans without doing it illegally and yeah it's just uh, is like all that gonna, sort of stuff because I mean it's it's basically uh you know a lot of a lot of the the money from from most entertainment these days is coming from from international sources so it's like it's silly to have any kind of restriction on on the availability mm -hmm. of content I don't understand why they do it at all it doesn't make sense yeah and they just announced uh, the name of that new Star Trek series. I'm not even sure we'll be able to see that. I don't know if CBS All Access will be available in Australia. We'll get it to you somehow. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. I mean, we should cool. do a podcast about it. What do you think? Oh, I would love to. All right. I, I'm, I'm so psyched about new Star Trek. It would be so topical. Can you imagine doing a podcast about like a new show? As it's airing. As it's airing. Amazing. Jeez. Okay. Not from the 1980s or 90s. Let's put a pin in that. Katya, do you like okay. Star Trek? Sorry, what? Do you like Star Trek? Um, I kind of uh, don't care. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen much of it. I haven't seen much of it. And um, I guess it was a bit too late for me to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I, I guess I know the, the main characters and everything and the main idea, but um, I'm, I would not say I'm a super fan. Yeah. I, I, I hated it. I like hated it irrationally. Until um, I started watching The Next Generation when they started screening it in Australia. Well, you know, re-screening it. Um, and, like, the first season is just hilarious and you laugh your way through it. And then the second season is kind of also hilarious. And then by the third season you realise you're actually hooked on this show and it's become your life. Are you talking about The Next Generation? Yeah. The, the original series. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about the original series. But I mean, The Next Generation, I've, I still have never watched the original series and I... I don't think I probably I, ever will. I I, I have a friend. I have a friend who watched everything. Yeah. I think. I should spend a, a long time doing that. Wait, which friend is this? Why? Do you want to invite them? Maybe. All right. Um, her name is Lena, and Lena. Okay. She 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 she'd love to to be in the show. I think. Lena, you can join the Star Trek podcast. Katja, you're not uninvited, though. I mean, you can you can do it too. Yeah, <laughs> even though like I, I'm I'm not very knowledgeable in the well, I mean, track. No, but this is going to be a brand new show. Nobody's going to be knowledgeable about it. Yeah, and I'm so knowledgeable about Alf. Yeah, that's true. You're one of the top ten. There's uh, not there's not much to know, you know. 
I guess <laughs> not. Nice. Not much. We can, we're making we're making our own new information for the show. There's 960 pages on the Alpha Wiki. I think there's on this on Memory Alpha. There's probably something like 20,000 or yeah. It's a pathetic. It's a pathetic canon for Alf. It's really we have very little to work with. Um, so anyway, uh, Alf um, frustrated by the fact that the Tanners are not speaking and not giving him giving him content for a new script. Uh, sets out to uh, craft an original script. Mm. Um, is it called a script for a TV show or is it a teleplay? You could uh, call it either. Is a tele is a script is a teleplay a type of script? This is script. Um, yes, it certainly it. is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm fine. Um, Scriptwriter calls. So Elf. he 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 does that alone in a garage and. Put some clothespins on himself. Yeah, that was really kinky, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not into that myself, Byron. But you know, I mean, whatever clothes you buy. Does he? Key. Does he even feel that? I mean, he was yelling, but like he's made of fur. Yeah, he, was <laughs> like, it he wouldn't fur. even get to skin. You know. Yeah, it reminded me of something like from like Silence of the Lambs or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> That's one that I really regret not having seen. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there is even a scene like this. But, you know, that kind of thing where it's like some psychopath torturing himself for inspiration. You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah, sure. Somebody will, somebody will think of something. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Da Vinci Code. There's a third one of those coming out. Yeah, Maybe except not. they didn't do the one that I've read. They did the other one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's very disappointing. Anyway. There's actually 40,000 pages on Memory Alpha. Jesus. Double what I guessed. Jesus. So, yeah. um, the next day, it says in the Elf uh, mm -hmm. Wiki summary that basically the next day, Alf makes the Tanners watch the episode he wrote as though he somehow was able to send it to them in the night and they made it, I guess, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is right. But the it's, it's a literal soap opera aging syndrome. Yeah. The soap opera aged very rapidly. And, and they, they, but they changed the script, so I guess they never got it. Right. Maybe. Well, no, the first part was accurate. Maybe. He said that they changed the second half, I think. Yeah. Right, yeah, because for comedic effect, you can't have the scene starting out not how he wrote it. Yeah. But in the scene it has in the to be. show, it starts yeah. out that everybody's really apologetic, and then they, like get into like a food fight right yeah so that... take a 180 yeah it's a complete 360 uh back to the back to the prior episode sorry oh yeah sure <laughs> so alpha insists that that's not how he wrote it and he makes them read the script to each other and this is the probably the most maudlin stuff we get <laughs> so far it's touching um so basically it's like alf um sort of was able to somehow get into the heads of these these people maybe through his psychic alien powers question mark question mark does he have them does he have them come on man what is this all right we he can learn any any language in like three seconds yeah. i think he can get into people's wow. minds I does he have like et healing finger yeah, but it's not his finger. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Okay, so um, the, uh, basically, like the script is like, um, Kate is Kate's character is telling Dorothy that she's a married woman 
and that she's her mother is is she doesn't need her mother anymore um or something like that and that dorothy dorothy's character is saying that she was thrown out of the house instead of being um on vacation or whatever um I think Dorothy just admits that because I don't think Alf would have known that. He did. He called Crazy he did. Estelle. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. did he call Crazy Estelle? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what he says. But I think he Got just it. read her mind. Yeah. But why would he try to yeah. keep that a secret? Wouldn't he want that leverage? Also, how would he get Crazy Estelle's number? You know, kind of... Everyone knows random. Crazy Estelle's number. <laughs> yeah. Do <I think laughs> you think she's popular? I think you could... Yeah. If, if we wanted to write that in, I, could, I would say Alf goes into Dorothy's purse and finds her address book. Easy. Yeah. That would be it. I don't think that's a plot hole. I think that's a, uh, let's leave that out. Kind yeah, because there is a lot of, like, stuff that is clearly elided in this episode. Yeah, like, I think this episode occurs over the course of about a month and a half. Maybe a, maybe oh. a month. Because when she originally comes, she's like, I need to stay one more week. Or something like that. Was it one more week? And then... It was a couple of days, I think. And then, yeah, it's for a week, a couple of weeks. And now she's staying there forever. Yeah. A matter of months. So I think we're, we're probably about a month in once at, by the end of the episode. And that doesn't even count the time from the prior episode, which I think took place over the course of a couple of days, um, where Alf uh, first introduces himself to Dorothy. Check out that podcast. It's a good one, I think. I haven't listen to it again but it's probably good right did you guys listen to it of course uh, which I podcast did. would this be the 13th episode of elf oh aren't i in that one are you oh no 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 i'm in the 12th i'm in the 12th yeah, sorry uh, i think that was gumba, gumba. yes that, that's the one we yeah, did sorry i got i got myself confused with gumba master yeah you would you guys are very similar similar dudes yeah. Similar interests. I'm also from Switzerland. Swiss. Um, it's kind of a myth- misanthrope. A little bit of a Swiss Yeah, that's misanthrope. me. It's hard to say. Swiss misanthrope. Swiss Try misanthrope. <laughs> Try it. Catch it. Try saying Swiss misanthrope. It's hard. Swiss misanthrope? Yes. That was good. I was, I was doing it slowly, though. That doesn't yeah, count. I'm sorry. Swiss <laughs> Misanthrope. L G B T Q. L G B T Q D. P. Pansexual. It's pansexual. Well, I don't think they generally get yeah. included. Oh, they'd get included if you went over six letters. I mean, what's the I difference imagine. between pan and demi? Um, what's between pan and demi? Uh, well, Pan is a demigod. Sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Oh no, <laughs> that's that's the weirdest one. Wait, oh wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's I not don't know. Judge. I can kind of get that let's one. Let's not judge. I don't think it's a. But it should be a thing. Does it like? Is it like a sexuality? That's a preference. What sapiosexual? It's, yeah. Well, that's the thing, huh? <laughs> I'm having to Google it because I'm such a. I'm such an old old man i don't know all of the well you know sapio what? yeah is wisdom so it's a it's attraction to intelligence uh. to, to to wise to wise people like wise yeah. wizards like old old 
<laughs> I think yeah. in practice it probably just means attraction to nerds, though. Yeah, I think that's um, that's I think that's someone a, else. That's, that's a little like, bit not, uh, misleading. Not like people who wear glasses or anything. Oh. Like you know, attraction to other people who play Magic the Gathering and and that's um, not wisdom. Like that's Doctor not who. knowledge. Yeah, that's not Magic the Gathering. Come on. Come on, that's just. Just a stupid. Game. No, I have a friend who plays Magic the Gathering, and he flunked university. And yeah, we're all very disappointed in him. Was <laughs> he spending too much time learning stupid games for nerds instead of real knowledge? Byron, that's exactly what he was doing. The, the uh, example for sapiosexual and urban dictionary, dictionary is good. Padma Lakshmi's attraction towards Salman Rushdie is a sapiosexual attraction. How do they know that? It could be she could just find him very attractive. Um, well, the thing with these things is you can, like, apply it to people based on, like, descriptions that they give. Because, right. like, these things have only existed for, like, the last five years or whatever. So, you know, if you're going to put it on people in history, then you have to be creative. Right. Introsexual. The act of loving oneself, being sexually attracted to yourself. Kanye is introsexual. I don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, he... I mean... Kim Kardashian looks nothing like him. You think if he was in love with himself, he'd find like that, like if it was, there was a cartoon and he found like the female version of himself. You know when that happens in cartoons? Yeah, that's you'd think that would be what happened. You know? God, that that'd be kind of weird though. Just, well, I mean, this is I don't judge Kanye that we're talking about these things, James. I don't. I I'm open-minded, open-hearted, open-souled. Mm, more so than me, it would seem. Yeah, you're really. Uh, what is the word? Um, Backward, reactionary backward thinking regressive backward oh yeah regressive um, regressive progressive all right sorry this is getting Pre? really i'm Pre? sorry this is too much let's so let's Alf. um i was wondering um uh i i kind of figured that we were reaching the end of this dorothy arc because like but i guess what is she just a recurring character now yeah i think she's in the next few episodes we're not rid of her. I'm not sure when she. Do you leaves, think the? I think there's a few more. Do you think the producers were like thinking, "Oh, we need to spice up the formula. Let's put in a grandmother who can argue with Alf." I don't think like, so. I think it's too early for for that kind of retooling. I think it was. That's true. I don't know what you know what the what the origin was, but I mean, it's it's possible that they got her and thought that she was really good, so wrote, wrote her into more episodes. Um, it's possible. She, she's a good actress, though. To be yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, she's a pretty she's a pretty big name too. I mean, I think that she was uh, already pretty well known by this point. Or, I mean, I, I don't really know what Anne Mira did other than mother um, Ben Stiller. And well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, take away the Alf part of the Wikia URL and I'm gonna put Memory Alpha in there and see. <laughs> yeah. You think See if that does anything. Star Trek. She probably well, you know, Star Trek. you never know. Yeah, it looks like if she both was of in, the parents um, from Seventh Heaven were in Star Trek at various points, then anything goes. Yeah, and the father turned out to be. A, oh boy. Oh, let's not get into it. Oh boy. Trigger warning. Um, looks like she was actually kind of a fox. Sorry, I shouldn't even be talking about that, right? Is that inappropriate? Yeah, it's inappropriate to talk about foxes. Oh, I just I entered that wrong, and I'm now going through infinite redirects to some horrible corner of the internet. Oh, no. Uh, Anne Mira was in a something called A Fish in the Bathtub. She was That's in nice. Highway to Hell. So, not a fox. Uh, well, she didn't play the fish, I don't think. 
Oh, she was on the courtship of Eddie's bathtub? father. Yeah, she was the bathtub. And Mira as the bathtub in A Fish in the Bathtub. And we'll watch that. I would watch that. Tonight. Sounds superb. ABC and Mira in her star-studded performance as the bathtub in A Fish in the Bathtub. Did you guys buy that? Yeah, that's, that's great. Looks like she was just in like a lot of like variety shows. ABC Comedy Hour, Paul Linda Show, uh, Love American Style. Is that a variety show? I don't believe so. Rhoda? She was in Rhoda. Anyway, she was she one of she was born with an egg that turned out to be Ben Stiller in combination with one of Jerry Stiller's sperm. How Isn't that beautiful? It's very, very romantic. Uh, she so wasn't in think, Star Trek. Do you think uh, the reason um, that Willie doesn't mind her being in the house and staying in the house longer, Willie doesn't voice that, is because he has an affair and he kind of doesn't really mind <laughs> Kate yeah. being occupied? It's a good distraction. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. Because we don't we don't really see Willie in much in this episode, and in the script that Alf writes, there is no father at all. And when Willie asks why he's not in the episode, Alf says that sometimes less is more, <laughs> and good. and Willie just kind of accepts that. Yeah. Um, or maybe Willie is just really tired of seeing Kate in the same jumper. Right. Is it possible? Is in this episode. We Alf... see her wearing this pink uh, sweater, jumper. Mm -hmm. Can we discuss the yes. material again? <laughs> yeah, no, do this. This is a good one. Yeah, we had a number of different theories about uh, why it was the same jumper. Yeah, it was a different color. But previously yeah. we saw Kate wearing a pink, a, a blue version of that jumper. And then Lynn also wore it, I have yeah. to say. Right. I'm keeping so, an eye on so my my idea was that the costume department just had a pattern and they made it with a different fabric. Right. But um, it was uh, pertinently pointed out that um, that would perhaps be ascribing too much effort to the costume department yeah. of the program ALF. Yeah, I, I probably just washed it with something red, and that's just what happened. I think I ah, said well, that they, they found them in the same dumpster. <laughs> and it was just, they're just throwing away a bunch of shitty... Along sweaters. with the child actors. Yeah. They found an orphan boy, which went on to become Brian, with a small tin cup full of pennies. And um, they found some sweaters, and they were like, let's make a TV show. And a pile yes. of rags that would go on to become the lovable puppet Alf. <laughs> um, so, in the, so that was the end of the episode. The big, craziest doll kicked... Um, uh, Dorothy out reveal and then they all kind of make up and they're like you know you can stay here as long as you want you can be a character on the show now forever um, and then at the uh, so for the epilogue um, basically it's like Alf is working on a new script and Dorothy's like I thought you gave up that TV stuff and Alf is like and I, saw, I did until I saw the paycheck so, Alf has an income again, apparently. So that's that was like actually kind of like a boast, right? I mean, that was like usually 
writers are pretty self-deprecating, but that was like, we writers get paid for the shitty TV show, get paid a lot of money, pretty much. Was That's that. a very interesting point, because writers don't get paid a lot of money. I guess they did for ALF. They probably did for ALF. Maybe, um, do you think ALF just hasn't really got a handle on inflation and he doesn't know the value of the United States dollar? I'm not sure that was boasting, though. I'm just like, he was like in dire need of some cash, maybe. Well, but, yeah. I mean, I don't and like, he, he has to, like, he has to continue. He, like, this. he has, he has a natural instinct to sell out. Right. So you're saying, like, any amount of money would be nice for Alf because he doesn't have any income. It wasn't like exactly. the writers like, boasting that they make a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. It's like a McDonald's, McDonald's job, you know. Right. You, you don't like home too, working there. Convenient. You have yeah. to. I think Alf would have to wear like a full body hairnet to work at the McDonald's. <laughs> That's kind that of kinky as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so, but I think like one of those so. latex suits. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a net. I mean, you could put him in a tight fitting latex suit with like zippers on or, or around all the erogenous zones if you wanted to. But it's actually it's interesting because we don't we yeah. don't really know what the real shape of his body is because we only see this fur. Yeah, I think it's like, you, you know, uh, like when you wash a cat and it's like half the size I'm gonna of the Google original. shaved elf. <laughs> elf autopsy was the first result. It's from Creepypasta Wiki. There's no pictures. Propsy. No, elf autopsy. Oh, autopsy, right. Crop Did somebody is, do that, uh, or like in a real out in a real cordon? Yeah, like I think it's like an Alf um, autopsy fan fiction. Which I... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Here we mm. go. Eric Bergstrom on Twitter says Ted Cruz looks lo looks like Alf shaved. <laughs> <laughs> you don't connect. I'm gonna retweet that. Retweet. It's from January. Uh, um... Pretty sure we already had it covered with um, uh, Uncle um, from from the Monsters. Uncle, Uncle is this Uncle Monster? Uncle Monster. Yeah, Uncle uh, the Dracula. Uncle, That's his name, Uncle is Dracula. it? Yeah, yeah, Uncle, old Uncle Count uh, Doctor Skeleton. Vlad Dracula. That's his name. Yep. And his doctor. If anybody wants to um, follow this guy, his name is. I lost it. It's gone. Oh, Just Eric, it's Eric underscore Bergstrom. He's got a pretty good um, banner image, too. It's like um, celebrities made to look like Cthulhu. So we got Cthulhu, oh. Cthulhu Lucille Ball, Cthulhu Armstrong, Cthulhu the 14th, Cthulhu Wait, Lou Gehrig. How does anyone know what Neil Armstrong looks like? Um... Oh, Louis Armstrong. Oh, Louis Armstrong. That's a different guy. Yeah. yeah. Playing like a trumpet. Trumpet. Yeah. Okay, so um, I think we made it, guys. I think this is the end, right? Or is it? Any um, final thoughts, closing thoughts before we... Because we're like well over an hour here. This is, this is actually our second... Two hour and 20 minutes in to talking about this episode now. Um, well, I guess uh, what I should say was that this being the first episode of ALF that I saw, you know, like it was a while ago now, but um, like Willie pops up in the first minute or so or whatever in, in the 
in the cut that I watched, and my first thought was that he looks like Gary Oldman. Right, right. And I think we talked about possibly fan casting Gary Oldman as as Willie in a big budget. In a reboot. Alf reboot. Mm-hmm. And Benedict Cumberbatch Cumber- as a yeah. star of the show. Cumberbatch will play Alf, but in like facial prosthesis. N- not as a puppet either. It'll be a very tall Alf. Very lanky. He's got mocap experience. He could do mocap. No, I want to do prosthesis. All right, I guess that's where they're going now. Yeah. Practical effects. Practical effects. Uh, I just think that, you know, CG's a tool, but, you know, you have to do it for real. Yeah, I mean, you can supple- augment the pr- the practical effects with some, some CG, yeah. Cool, yeah. Katya, any uh, final thoughts, closing thoughts? Yeah, I guess I have uh, a couple now. Um, first one being, I want to see more Willy in ALF, and I'm kind of sad that we only see ALF and this Dorothy character yep. most of the time now. That's what she said. Yes, I did. Gotcha. Did it yeah. again. She walked right into that. Second. This is the second, second time, time this has happened. Yeah. This happened before, too. We didn't record it, but it happened. <laughs> so you want to see more really? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't? And um, second thing is that I would really like to see Dorothy kind of communicate and somehow um, meet the aquatics. Oh yeah, because they're like all. Old I would people. love her to see in their like to to live in their house. Yeah. What would that be like? I feel like Jim, <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Aquatic are kind of similar strange. but different types. Strange preference. Well, it's interesting because Mrs. Aquatic was in Seinfeld as Jerry Seinfeld's mom, and Anne Mira was married to Jerry Stiller, who played George Costanza's dad. So they're sort of related. You mentioned that last week, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was, I think, uh, maybe. I think it was two weeks ago. No, maybe it was last week. Mm. I guess it was relevant last week. What is time, really? It's a, it's a closed circle. It's a snake eating oh. its own tail. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Thanks for educating You're me. You're welcome. So, you want to, uh, so, Katja, you want to see, this is your fan fiction, fan mm-hmm. casting, headcanon experience. You want to see Dorothy um, Halligan, Kate's mother, move in with the Aquamonics for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Is this like a polyamorous triad? Could be, or just, uh, I don't know. Or maybe maybe something happens to Mr. Aquamonic. Oh, so yeah. Mrs. Aquamonic is now God a widow. God forbid, by the way. God forbid. And uh, they move in together like widows do. Yeah, like we talked so about. So it could be widow roommates. That would be actually good. Maybe we could do that in like the fourth season of Alf. Finally, gets made. Unfortunately, um, both deceased, I believe. What? This one didn't go for like eight. No, it's. I mean, it got canceled like mid cliffhanger too. Very sad. Damn. Okay. Um. Well, thanks, guys. It's been fun. Sorry to have to do it twice, but you've been. I, this has actually been a really good test of your podcast loyalty. <laughs> what would you guys? Oh, well, you know, I did record this one, but what would what would your reaction be if I failed to record this one? Would that be it? Would you just like not do it again? Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I would do it again, but we would obviously take it in like a radical new direction that probably wouldn't involve discussing the episode at all. I think we would have to do it in Hindi. We'd have to learn a different language. All right. Just to, you know, add some kind of twist. 
and then then hire somebody to translate that back into English. I've got Latin. I could probably do Latin. You know Latin? I studied it for two years, so like it's not like I'm I'm conversationally fluent, but yeah, I don't think I know some words here and there at this point. We would probably summon Alf then if we try to do that in Latin. Uh, I would not. Golly. I would not risk that. Felt like a... yeah, no, also, thanks. where would he materialize? Somewhere between like Russia, States, and Australia. <laughs> It'd be the Pacific Ocean. His atoms would scatter across the globe. He would, we would be breathing in Alf particles for years. <laughs> okay, um, guys, anything to plug? Plugs. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at @sheavesy. That's S H E A V S E Y. I spell it stupid because I'm stupid. That's how I would spell it if I had to guess. But I happen to know. Well, everyone everyone always thinks it's V E S Y because my name is spelled V E S. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense or it doesn't. I'm not sure which. Katya, plug. Um the second time, I plug your Twitter. Plug bu- bu- at Byerbot. That's good. <laughs> hey, That's a good one. Yeah, I made a good tweet um, last night. I found a um, funny image of a guy unzipping the cuffs of his pants. <laughs> you guys see this one? And he's like, guys, yes. guys, go ahead without me. I have to go put my my. Zip unzipped <coughs> pant cuffs in the coat check. Ah, uh, yeah. That's, that sounds fascinating. I'm about two days behind in my um, in my timeline. That's, so you don't like fast forward. <coughs> you just actually try to get through it in chronological order. I'm. Uh, it's. You know what? I have a problem. Because yeah. yes, I do. Okay. I just kind of skip ahead. Like I, if I missed it, that's just dead forever to me. Even if it's gold, solid gold content. Yeah, sometimes it's solid gold, most of the time not. Hey, before we go, um, uh, I, I, could, I could do one other thing. I could do like a denouncement, I think. Oh, good. Not, good. A, not a plug, but um, just a um, kind of saying, this is bad. Um, so uh, in the podcasting world, uh, obviously we are giants. Yeah. Um, and one of our um, uh, fellow podcasts, our you know, fellow travelers on the podcast road, um, is a little podcast called Cool Games Inc. And they yes. actually had a similar problem this week. Yes. Um, involving uh, Audacity cutting out major portions of their recording. They gave up. They <laughs> they just they just nixed the episode for that week. So I'm I, I just like to say uh, Nick Robinson and Griffin McElroy, um, I'm very disappointed in you two boys. You should follow our example next time. Yeah, Griffin, Blake. This is what yeah. Those this, are the names that this, I said. This is how you do it. So, you just get back. So on next the horse. time they should just uh, discuss Alf instead. Um, exactly. This, yeah. This episode of Alf. Twenty-five percent Alf. The rest is just sort of tangents about Netflix and um, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. There were much more tangents in this one than in the last one. I will say, which I think it came out for the better for it. <laughs> This is, I mean, who cares about Alf, right? Uh, lots of people. Right. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, if you if you lose your podcast, just do it again. You, do it again. You, you, you bozo. And they're paid to do it. 
Oh shit! Fuck. See, we have to pay. We have to pay Byron to be on this thing. Like, come on! And we had to pay him twice because we're doing it twice. I wish that were true. By the way, I <laughs> but I do have to pay to to like host this on SoundCloud, so it is a net loss for me. Yeah. Um, but that just makes it more special, right? Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Nah. All right, cool guys. Well, thanks for showing up, showing up again. Thanks for the, to the listeners for listening all the way to the end here. This is it's quite an accomplishment. We're one one hour twenty seven minutes forty six seconds. Probably cut the beginning off, so it won't quite be that. But you're really good troopers, good good soldiers, Christian soldiers. I'm marching into battle. Thank you very much. And um, the next episode of Alf we will discuss within a few weeks will be I've got a new attitude. Starring Alf, the cantankerous alien puppet. Um, Love it. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Take care.